Hey, hey, welcome to the Get the Acceptance Letter podcast. My name is Treasure Shields Redmond, and I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. You've come to the right place if you are a parent who has a vision for their child's life that includes health, wealth, safety, and having them land at a college that honors their gifts and goals, all while keeping it debt-free. Sit back, enjoy, as I share some valuable tools and strategies with you that will help you get your kiddo into college and without crushing student loan debt. Hello, 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 everyone. Let me make sure that I am doing the right thing because, you know, I finally figured out this um, technology in order to come on here and give you some valuable strategies in, uh, to help you get into college and do it debt free. So I am coming over to the community so that I can share this information with um, the wonderful parents and their college-bound teens um, that I help to uh, get into college and do it debt-free, to secure a debt-free degree, because I am the debt-free degree expert. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome. For those of you who are outside of the community and watching this on YouTube, you uh, should be introduced to me. My name is Treasure Shields Redmond, and I am known as the debt-free degree expert. I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. And I do that at gettheacceptanceletter.online. You know... Yesterday was a day that students all over the U.S. took a college entrance exam called the ACT. In the U.S., there are two college entrance exams, the ACT and the SAT. Every university takes both of them. So whichever one your child has been preparing with, or the one that the school favors or gives free at least once, it doesn't matter. Either one can be used as a part of the rubric. That means the kind of formula uh, that includes various items that colleges use in order to admit your child. The other day on the Twitters, Someone posted a fantastic uh, quick and dirty checklist of items to bring to the ACT on test day, uh, including what you must bring, what you should bring, what you should not bring, and items to pay attention to to do the, the day before the test, 
the morning of the test, and during the test. So I'm going to take a moment to go through these. Um, I've talked about the ACT and the SAT before on previous um, uh, uh, lives um, and correspondence that I send out to my list. If you'd like to get on the list the, that I call the debt-free degree list, then you can go to gettheacceptanceletter.online. And if you put in your name and email address, you get a free 35-page ebook designed to show you how to write scholarship-winning essays. Uh, so I've talked about the ACT at other times and the SAT. In fact, I've gone so far as to talk about how to choose which test would be best for your kiddo, depending on where their uh, strengths are academically. Uh, I've also had other lives and, and podcasts where I've talked about um, how to kind of uh, schedule in your testing and your substantive test prep so that you have the optimal score, the best score that your college bound team can get before their senior year. But today, that's not what I'm doing. You can search through my playlist on YouTube if you're on YouTube, or you can go to uh, Apple Podcasts, you can go to Anchor Podcasts, or you can go to the website and look up the podcast and find the previous ones, uh, at least two others, where I've talked about the ACT and the SAT. Today, I'm just going to be zoning in very closely on what to do for the authentic test itself. Those items that you can put your hands on, that you can bring into the test, that you need in order to register and to be admitted to the test, and those um, actions that you can take the day before and during to optimize your experience taking the ACT or the SAT. Now, throughout this live, you're probably going to hear me use the words ACT most often because that is what is on the document that I am uh, going to be kind of talking from. But this also applies to the SAT. One other thing, those of you who are in the community may notice under this live, there is a link and it is a link to this wonderful checklist uh, of information that you can print out or um, download and put inside your kiddos uh, shared Google Doc or email to them or screenshot it and text it to, to them so that the next time that they take the ACT or the SAT, that they'll have these kind of quick and dirty tips ready to go. So let's get started. The first thing that I want to mention is what you must bring on test day. So the first thing that you need to bring is your admissions printed out from uh, the ACT uh, registration website or the SAT registration website. Do not rely on pulling it up on your phone and showing it to test administrators when you arrive. You should uh, print out your admissions ticket. Okay. Number two, you need to bring at least two number two sharpened pencils. 
You know, for those of us who've entered graduate school and who take the GRE, which is the uh, entrance test that some graduate programs require, um, we are able to just go to a testing center and take the GRE totally online. they haven't made it to that point with the ACT and the SAT yet, which I find interesting. Uh, what they have done is uh, retained their allegiance to paper tests and bubbling in bubbles uh, with number two pencils. So your kiddo should show up already with some sharpened number two pencils. They should also make sure that they have erasers on those pencils and probably their own portable eraser. You know, you can get those big ones from Everything's a Dollar or Dollar General or the Dollar Tree. Uh, Even Walmart or your local um, pharmacy has a, a section where you can buy pens, pencils, erasers, sharpeners, that sort of thing. They should bring in an extra sharpener. They should have photo identification and you need to check with the ACT or the SAT to find out what types of photo identification uh, are acceptable. For some kiddos, um, their driver's license, state ID or their high school's uh, hard copy uh, ID is acceptable. Uh, but you need to check on the ACT or the SAT site to see exactly what you might need. And you're going to need a a calculator with fresh batteries. Now, the ACT and the SAT only require certain kinds of calculators. Uh, Graphing scientific and uh, four-function calculators are permitted, though uh, four-function calculators are not recommended. Your kiddo cannot bring in laptops or tablets, cell phone calculators or pocket organizers. They can't bring in any of that stuff. They can't bring in their Apple Watch that will not be admitted. And you need to read that calculator policy carefully. Uh, You don't want them to have been practicing on something that's not allowed in the test. So make sure that you get very familiar with whatever the calculator policy is. Um, What you should bring on test day. You need to bring a watch, an analog watch that does not make noise. Uh, Digital watches are going to be looked at with suspicion because in the past people have used them in order to um, uh, hide information that they might use to uh, act out of integrity or cheat on the college entrance exams. So if you have a plain analog watch uh, that is reliable, that will be allowed in the test. You wanna have extra batteries for that calculator, like I said. Your kiddo should bring drinks or drinks and snacks for their break. Now, some kids bring you know, a couple of dollar bills and quarters because oftentimes the testing facilities have uh, 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 those uh, machines where you can buy chips and drinks. I wouldn't rely on that. If I were them, I would bring a sack lunch. I'd bring uh, protein bars, some uh, you know high energy kind of super fruit like blueberries, raspberries, even uh, avocado 
um, with some lime juice on it inside of a baggie would be good. Uh, if I were them, I would bring uh, the type of drinks that um, are, are going to give you steady energy, not energy drinks that are going to make you spike and then crash. Um, if I were them, I would bring like some whole juice, uh, sparkling water or water uh, and maybe a sandwich, um, something that's going to tide them over, not weigh them down, but keep the energy steady. You know, one of those tips that uh, have been used for years is that if your kiddo has been studying chewing on a certain type of gum or using a certain type of candy, that if they take the test, that those receptors are going to help them remember items that they worked on. So if they were using peppermints while they were taking, you know, uh, uh, memorizing the five key formulas that they needed in order to do well on the test. They should bring peppermint into the test so that they can have a similar experience and it may jog their memory throughout the test in order to do better. And they they need to bring in a bag or backpack to carry this stuff. The bag or backpack is going to be searched. Sometimes it won't be allowed in the room. They'll have lockers or a place that's secure them to leave those things. And then when they come out on break, they can get the snack and things out of it. Every testing facility is going to have a different level of security and rigor. Some people take that very seriously. Some testing facilities um, might be uh, a little bit more relaxed, but tell them to be prepared by having a backpack, pocketbook, purse, side bag, saddle bag, something that they can carry things in and that can be separate from them and not with items that they can't do without. Here is what you should not bring on test day if you're taking the ACT or the SAT. And for those of you who just joined me, the reason why I'm talking about this is because the, SA, the ACT was given yesterday and we are in a season where I have recommended that if you have a college bound high school junior, that now is a great time for them to be taking the ACT or the SAT, getting that baseline score so that they can engage in some really substantive prep and have the score that they want before their senior year begins. There are also some college bound families of high school seniors who are still working on that one last test to get the score that is their kiddo's best score. So I'm talking about behaviors you can do right before the test, during the test, uh, in order to maximize that experience. So I wish I had brought some water. Uh, here's what you should not bring on test day. You should not bring a cell phone page or iPod, MP3 player, BlackBerry or other uh, digital or electronic equipment. It's just not going to be allowed in there. It's going to be looked at as an opportunity to act out of integrity, to cheat. Uh, and it's not going to be allowed inside of the testing area. Um, you should not bring scratch paper. The way the test is designed, there is white space in and around the test and around the questions, and you can use that for scratch paper. Uh, you should not bring notebooks, books, or dictionaries. It's not going to be allowed. Uh, you should not bring a compass, a, a protractor, or a ruler. Uh, none of the uh, questions in math or science are going to be such that, oh, if only I had a ruler, 
I would have gotten that question correct. That's not going to be a situation that comes up. You should not bring highlighters or colored pencils. Um, That is not going to work. Portable listening or recording devices. You're not going to be allowed to have on headphones during the test. Uh, It's going to be looked at as an opportunity to act out of integrity and cheat. And it's not going to be allowed inside of the testing area. You cannot bring a camera or other photographic equipment. Their kids cannot do selfies, film, audio record, none of that inside of the testing area. And you cannot bring a watch with an audible alarm. Anything that's going to beep, sound, or go off during the test is not allowed in the testing facility. Now, right now, there may be someone listening who has a child who has accommodations or special needs. Maybe they wear um, hearing aids or eye aids or something like that. You fall into the realm of somebody who's going to get special testing accommodations, probably going to have testing test items read aloud or get double time or time and a half on tests. Your situation is going to be a little different. Um, The majority of kiddos cannot have any of those items uh, inside of the testing area. So the day before you take the SAT or the ACT, kiddos should not be cramming up until the day before the test. There needs to be at least a 24 hour moratorium on uh, studying before the test to relax and let their brain get away from it. You know how sometimes when we're taking a shower, relax. So we want to give our kiddos brains that same kind of space in order to think about other things and relax so that when they go into the test the day of, they're not uh, rehearsing, stressed, um, and just overly worried about the test. Look, the test is important, but it is a part of a rubric that colleges use in order to determine admittance. Oftentimes the test is taken along with recommendation letters, essays, um, GPA, uh, college resume, activities, honors, awards, leadership uh, 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 positions held. So the ACT or SAT is part of a rubric and we have to be careful not to turn our kid into the score Uh, judge them as if they are the score and that sort of thing. Another item to um, uh, pay attention to the day before the SAT or the ACT is to avoid unnecessary stress. Gather up everything you're going to need for the next morning and have it ready by the door or sitting in the car uh, near the bedside for the test. You know, those things we just mentioned, your snack, your pencils, um, your extra drink, your uh, extra eraser, your fresh batteries, your graphing calculator, have all of those things ready in your backpack, in your bag, ready to go. Make absolutely sure you know how to get to the test center and how long it's going to take you to get there. It would be helpful to do a dry run the week before the test to triple check with your counselor, triple check on your test admissions or registration slip that you're not mixing up the community college with another community college or that you didn't mistakenly um, uh, register for a testing for a testing facility that you're not sure what you registered for. Um, You definitely want to get some rest. Before the test, you want to get a good night's 
rest, sleep. You want to turn off those screens sometime before you go to bed. You want to decompress from the day and you want to get restful, deep sleep before the test. Uh, And I think you should set two alarms the day before the test. Consider setting one in your room and one in someone else's room. One should be battery powered just in case the electricity goes out. Look, I've heard the horror stories of people who overslept the day of the of the ACT or the SAT. And here's why that can be a problem. You know, getting into college is about deadlines. Right now, I am working with college bound families who are waiting to hear back from colleges. They're waiting to hear back about scholarships. They're waiting to hear back about their financial aid award letters. They're they're waiting to hear back about admittance to special programs like honors programs. They're waiting to hear back to see if they've been invited to scholarship uh, symposiums and nights where they can go and write an essay or be interviewed and kind of, you know, up the ante, sweeten the pot at the schools that they really want to attend. They are being invited to do these things because they've already completed their FAFSA. They've already completed the college application. They've already turned in recommendation letters, their transcripts and their college resume. They met those deadlines. And missing the ACT or the SAT can put you behind the eight ball and make it to where you don't get as much money as you would have for the school of your choice. So it's really important. Now, the morning of the test, um, you should eat breakfast. A lot of us say, I'm not a breakfast person. Uh, I operate just fine. I usually don't get hungry till mid-morning or around lunch. But the morning of the test, you should eat breakfast. You know, as a test administrator myself, I've seen children faint during the test. This is no exaggeration. Even your most boring acting team, who is so nonplussed, who acts as if they're too cool for school, Deep inside, they are feeling it. They, the, the reality of uh, turning 18, leaving home, making life decisions that can impact your finances and your goals, uh, they're feeling it, even if they don't appear to be feeling it. And when they get in the test, they need to be uh, in the best position possible. And one of those ways to do that is to make sure you have a nutritious breakfast uh, before the test. Of course, the morning of the test brings snacks to eat during breaks, whether it's protein bars, grapes, uh, you know, or or just, um, you know, water to sip. You want to get there early. Look, technology has an urgency detector. I've been a teacher for many years. If I go to the school in the morning, 15 minutes before class to make some quick copies, the copy machine has always jammed. It has always broken down. But when I try to make those copies right after school, the day before that they're ready, that copy machine runs like a top. And it's the same thing with traffic, with getting into the building. Look, if you leave 15 minutes before because you say, oh, it's only 20 minutes away, that is when they're going to have construction, a roadblock and an accident. Leave an hour early, even if it's only 15 minutes away. 
have time to get there, get situated, get in line, checked in, check out the lay of the room. Uh, if you if you um, are someone who's spiritual and you like to center yourself, pray, whatever it is, you know, touch base, tell your kiddo that you love them and believe in them. You want to have enough time for that so that uh, their transition into the test is a smooth one. The morning of the test, leave your cell phone at home. It, it really is the best way to do it. Here's the thing. If you're not comfortable leaving your cell phone at home, let's rely on the uh, earlier tip that I gave where you bring a nice, sturdy, secure bag that you can stow in a locker or with the security personnel that keeps people's things that can't be brought into the testing area. You're not going to receive any messages as a teenager that are emergencies that you must attend to. Um, kiddos need to be focused on the test. So they need to be in a situation where they understand that they can't bring the cell phone within the testing area. Finally. Here are some items to pay attention to during the ACT or the ACE or the SAT. Use the breaks to relax. At this point in your college bound teens life, you should be having conversations about their friends, their associates, uh, the energy level that can be uh, produced when someone is negative. Tell them that during breaks, use that as a time to close their eyes briefly, take deep breaths, stretch their legs, sip water, take a bite of their protein bar. They shouldn't be using it as a time to touch base with other people who are saying, oh, my God, I didn't understand anything on this test. I know I'm going to ruin it. I'm not going to get into the, <laughs> to the school that is my dream school. Tell them to avoid that energy and to keep it positive. Use those breaks to center, relax, let go of worry because we don't know what's going to happen until it happens and move forward. Tell them during the test to work only on the section they're supposed to be working on. Look, here's the thing. So much of the ACT and the SAT is structured in the same way. It's passages and then answers or questions rather. I recommend that students move ahead in the section they're supposed to be in, pre-read the questions so that when they go back and read the passage, they'll have in mind some of the items that they're going to be asked. I also recommend that when they're working on questions that they do the ones that seem easiest first and quickly skip the ones that seem too difficult and come back to those. All within the section they're supposed to be working on. It's very tempting to move forward into something that you haven't started yet. That is not a good idea. Stay within the section they're supposed to be working on. Make sure that they circle darkly and completely. You want to erase mistakes completely and circle answers darkly and completely. And this is where those two pre-sharpened number two pencils come in and that extra eraser. Use all of your time. If they run into a section that's so incredibly easy for them that they finish with back over it and just review just double check their answers in a relaxed manner. They don't, it's not a race. 
And though it may seem very, very easy, every now and then, students make mistakes like starting one number off. So they may be marking the correct answer in the wrong spot. And if they go back and double check, they'll catch a mistake like that. Finally, stay positive and focused. Look, the test isn't your child. As I've said before, with my son, who is now a freshman in college, he took the test very seriously uh, right around this time in his junior year. Well, actually, at the beginning of his junior year. And then we used the whole first semester of his junior year for him to engage in some substantive test prep. And then he took it a second time right around this time and got a score that he was happy with. So in that way, we had the score that he was that was his best score before his senior year. I spaced out the opportunities for him to test and retest because I did not want to stress him. I didn't want to make him feel as if he was the score. And uh, it turned out well for our family. You should find ways to create an environment for your college bound team where they are not equivalent to the score. These tests are high stake and it can be high stakes and it can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be a, a make or break situation for your kiddo. Here's what we know. If your kiddo is college bound, they're going to get into college and they're going to land somewhere where you're going to continue to support them to graduation. And then they're going to put one foot in front of the other throughout their life with you helping them. This test is a moment in time. It will pass. And it's the last time that this sort of high stakes behavior really uh, has to get this much attention from them unless they're going to medical school or law school. Um, but in general, this is usually the last time that most people have to be in contact with this kind of high stakes testing. It's important, but it is not a life deal breaker. Oftentimes, teens are driven, driven to despair uh, behind items like this. And we don't want this to be the type of item that makes them consider, uh, you know, ending their high school career or, or worse, even ending their life. Um, my name is Treasure Shields Redmond. I'm so happy to share these strategies with you. My community members, there's a link to this wonderful document right under this video. Uh, and I would love to hear from you uh, about your experiences with testing, uh, your challenges and your successes. My name is Treasure Shields Redman, and I'm the debt-free degree expert. And I will see you next time.